and try to offer some thoughts about uh, some more so technical questions concerning eh, objects, things. And we'll see what, what comes up. But um, the question of, of the nature of what we call the physical world has obviously been on the minds of thinkers for a long time. And uh, probably some of the earliest records uh, in the West concern uh, are from uh, the what are called the, the pre-Socratics, uh, which is not to uh, kind of uh, class them all, all together just because they're before Socrates, but that's how they're called. In uh, India, um, there's been a tremendous amount of quote-unquote metaphysical speculation for for millennia, starting probably with the the, the Vedas, the source of which. Uh, kind of fades into the distant past and uh, countless commentators uh, and, and uh, discourses and all kinds of things. In uh, and, and Chinese civilization, uh, right, less of an emphasis, say, on, uh, on, uh, uh, on matter, on the, the physical world, uh, a tremendous amount of emphasis on, on culture, on tradition, on ritual, also influences of uh, Buddhist thought, Taoist thought, that kind of stuff. So occasionally some uh, things about maybe the, uh, the passability or the flux of uh, the uh, the world, stuff like that. But uh, not nothing too substantial, I believe. Um, what else do we have? Um, we have uh, the, the maybe the traditions of uh, called indigenous peoples that uh can't we can't suppose that they've changed too much all the way up until the 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 recent uh past and to some extent the present right still some indigenous tribes and some interesting things of merging identities with that uh, with objects and uh the totem poles that kind of stuff and and then we have uh probably the uh the strongest emphasis has been probably in all right, then we have in, uh, in Arabic civilization uh, tr- tr- tremendous contributions to, to science and uh, to, to the study of, uh, of nature and physical law. But um, definitely a lot, a lot of uh, high-caliber thought has been put out uh, in the, the Western tradition concerning these questions. Uh, um, whether it's uh, the, the, the Plato um and uh Kant um what other names Berkeley eh, Locke um bunch of big names uh, that, that that have put forth that some thought uh, uh, on these questions so maybe a way obviously there's a million different ways to to class things and historically speaking but we we don't want to we want to make short work of that and try to offer maybe some uh, some fresh comments if at all possible but um a way to maybe think about it is that uh, for for a time at least in the western tradition in the indian tradition it's it's always probably been on 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 their minds but uh, in the western tradition it never was uh paid attention to too much that uh there seems to be a subject in between any potential object as it is in itself, and uh, and, uh, and and our understanding of it, our perception of it, meaning we can easily forget that that uh, we have eyes, that we have ears, or just not think about it. Right? We look at a rock; it's like the rock is there. It, it takes an additional step to say, "Wait a second, 
have eyeballs and the, the, it would seem that there's an image of the, of the rock external to me that, that is processed through my uh, perceptual cognitive systems, yada, yada. Uh, so, and consequently, probably uh, it's in the, the 17th century, the foundations of the contemporary mechanical mathematically or that the worldview that emphasizes that the, the mathematical and the mechanical, as it's called, took took root in, in the 17th century, um, with that maybe uh, contributions indirect, we would say, but uh, for, from Bacon, uh, from um, Descartes, from uh, Galileo, from Boyle, from Hoyagens, probably most famously at least, and most notably Newton, the so-called ornament of the species, uh, huge uh, effort expended by him, huge contributions, and basically a way to, to think about this uh, view is that uh, th- uh, th- there's a world image to so speak, to so quote, that's drawn from certain uh, observations of ours, and uh, and off of that world image, a system of the world using math to expand its uh, boundaries is built. And uh, fr- from that, particular phenomena are deduced and then are checked uh, via observation to, to, to check the integrity of the system. Uh, and uh, that, that's how, how it goes. And, and the, the, this kind of system has had a tr- tremendous amount of success, obviously, as it concerns our uh, uh, ability to to navigate through through the physical world and uh, it's been it's been tremendous but at the same time it has uh it tended to take away the status of human beings as something special as uh, uh, which which was maybe say the medieval worldview and um but potentially prior even though it's quite it's not certain who and, and to what extent that people were thinking it, it, too much. I see thinkers were thinking, but uh, the vast majority of, of people were, were busy working and were cultivating the agriculture, all that kind of stuff. But uh, th- that seems to be a co- combination of uh, uh, the, the success of, of the, uh, the scientific worldview and uh, findings in, um, in biology, in uh, astronomy, uh, have demoted us to to a lower status as a, or the, that's the the common impression at least and uh, that's kind of how uh, things picked up steam excuse me would say along those lines in the 17th century and at this point I see things that are taught in school and textbooks that that paradigm which says that the the real imminent reality is a mechanical mathematical universe that functions according to the necessary uh, laws is and and we are uh, incidental kind of uh, happenings in a, that that are totally insubstantial given the size of the universe and the the time and the space involved, and that's that's pretty much the the standard uh, worldview that's taught in schools and that that kind of percolates that's the right word its way into to the common uh, consciousness of uh, of most people as it would appear and uh, certainly in the Western world. Uh, and as for in the, in the globalization, probably all over to some extent, with the internet, uh, the boundaries are blurred. Uh, but we would have to, we don't want to make hasty statements concerning uh, the, the other major civilizations, Chinese civilization, India. But at this point, right, we would say that things are kind of blurred, blurred together. And that's uh, 
that's a, that, that's a safe bet that, that a lot of people are thinking along those lines. So we can, uh, th- we can add, right. So, so, uh, it, it, the 17th century that began. And then at least in the Western world, uh, a thinker that gave pause, gave us pause to, to, uh, to uh, in thinking about this worldview was uh, a guy named Kant. And he, um, was a Prussian thinker, German thinker, uh, and he basically is very confusing, uh, verbose, that's the right word, uh, or is it verbose, to use the word verbose, uh, very confusing uh, kind of bunch of writings that he had, but maybe the salient point for us is that he made a, a, an apparent distinction between a supposed thing in itself, meaning how a thing is in itself, aside from any of our interference, any of our perception, any of our thought, how thing is in itself and our appearance and our perception. So he said we can know our, the, the, the realm of appearance, but we can never know uh, the, the thing in itself. And as to the extent of, of uh, the, the circulation of this, uh, these thoughts amongst the people that are not the professional scientists or philosophers, it's, it's questionable. But it would seem that nowadays, if we asked a, a, a person who hasn't prior thought about these things, what is, um, what's the deal with the outside world, probably he or she would say, right, that say a rock is, is right there, it exists aside from me, and then, yeah, I'm perceiving an image of the rock. I think that, that's probably how we speak about things, right? Uh, I saw, um, or, or do we, or we say no directly, no, we say I saw the moon, I saw the sun, I saw the the plants. So, so we'd have to question people and see how so how people think, because that's also obviously a huge uh, consequence of, of of these kinds of things. It's not only for academic purposes, but uh, needless to say, for people that that are study these things, that that was a, a stumbling block. So consequently, the the at least the superficial reasoning would indicate that that mechanical mathematical view applies to the appearance, meaning to our conception of things but it doesn't apply to the in itself to to uh, the, the the way that the world is in its own self and, and uh, it wouldn't seem that say uh, uh, physics what has been come to be known as physics has taken uh, excess consideration of this certainly physicists that have uh, taken some time to study philosophy uh, like heisenberg that they're most certainly aware of uh, of these kinds of things and of uh, of Kant and of other thinkers like Berkeley, but uh, the average physicist is not. We would say, and has maybe never even thought about the connection between the senses and uh, the the kind of picture that that physics put for, puts forth, and uh, the assumption kind of um, that the sense is that. Um, that, that physicists have that, are, again, are not schooled in, in real thought, in, in real philosophy, is that uh, that is the real imminent reality, is this mathematical, mechanical world. And, uh, uh, and we just happen to be here. We're just observing. We have nothing to do with the matter at all. We're just uh, kind of uh, um, taking account of a phenomena, inducing the, the general laws that are set. It, it, that might even be too much thought for the average uh, kind of no offense, but for for the average person that that gets into physics, but the, something uh, uh, along those lines, and um, the, the consequence of that uh, d- does it would seem uh, affect the public uh, uh, perception 
of things, especially when these physicists get some fame and they write some books and they do some speeches and, and lectures and put them up on the internet and they talk about as if they were the ultimate uh, kind of uh, reality experts, right? Ask a physicist what reality really is, so much so that some physicists would even claim that, excuse me, absolutely everything can be accounted for by physics, that really even something such as love and emotions, that's just a certain level of analysis of the equations of physics, right? <laughs> and that if there was a little, if there was somebody who knew the positions of all of the atoms that in the whole universe, that that intelligence would be able to predict the whole future and the past, and again, at all levels of analysis, including what people are going to say and think and feel, and all of this, Right? And then physicists write books, uh, the, the answers to the, the big questions. And, uh, <laughs> right? and then further, of course, off of, off of the world image, there's uh, many kind of bizarre consequences, especially with the, the rise of so-called quantum uh, mechanics, quantum physics, and, and uh, all kinds of weird interpretations that there's many worlds that as soon as somebody makes a quote-unquote quantum observation, a new world is created. So there's some physicists that are perfectly legit in the physics community that would say that there are um, there's a, there's an endless amount of universes that contain an endless amount of versions of uh, you and I that are here a little bit different in this way and that way and many different lives and all kinds of things that sound completely crazy. And they're not, uh, well, they're, they're certainly not completely crazy within the paradigm as physicists understand it, right? That, that physics is absolutely... 100% uh, legit as it concerns methodology. It's not a question of somebody sitting there and saying, let me think something up out of nowhere based on my preferences, right? I want the uh, little green elves to be responsible for gravity and pull things down by strings. That's not what physicists uh, do, uh, or that are not quacks, but real physicists. It, it's, it's extremely methodical and rigorous and going off of uh, the equations and the assumptions, but it nonetheless goes off of the world image, which the, the relation of which to anything that ha has ever been, can or ever will be, the contents of experience is needs much more work and, and uh, it demands much more light to be shed on it. And, and uh, consequently, there's no to, to say that uh, the, the, the wisdom, if we want to call it that, that c contemporary physics gives us has anything at all to do with anything that we would ever call real life is, is really a stretch. And to, to even make that claim would demand a, a tremendous amount of, of real pure conceptual thought, which most physicists do not want to do and don't want to hear about anything other than equations and numbers. We don't say most, but at least some, at least some prominent ones that uh, people listen to and that, that inform a the public opinion. And frankly, what it is, is, is just that it's a power grab. It's a, everybody wants to have the paradigm, the explanation for all phenomena, for all, uh, whether it's the ancient uh, peoples that uh, accounted for lightning and by saying there's uh, Zeus in the sky throwing down lightning bolts, or whether it's uh, the uh, aforementioned indigenous uh, people that, uh, you know, have all kinds of... Um, symbolism and all kinds of mythologies and, and all kinds of stuff. And that's just the new version, of course, it, which, uh, they would, which it would never be admitted. And the whole idea is that, no, 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 this is something that is uh, totally uh, not like that at all. This is really the reality. The real reality is our equations. The real reality is the, uh, uh, the, the multiverses, potentially, uh, at least according to one interpretation, the real reality is are these rules. And uh, that's all kind of 
uh, laid out. But again, this is set out of ignorance, set out of philosophical ignorance and, uh, and without having had really uh, carefully, adequately considered uh, uh, what is going on. So anyway, what is going on, right? So we want to try to offer some comments on that. So basically, right, that, that's the, the real issue is that um, we can form, a, a, um, a, 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 we can give a kind of a scenario, let's say in, in literature, right? Let's say that uh, we say that there's a, a person that uh, we're writing a story. There's a, a lady that uh, uh, every day she puts on um, a, a, a white uh, lab coat and she drives off somewhere. All right, so within that story, it makes sense to say she's probably a lab technician, um, or maybe a nurse, or no, nurses dress different, probably a lab technician or, or does something along those lines. That's a very sensible thing to say. Further than the person might say, look, it's proof because in real life, uh, uh, the, there's a, a lady here, look, and she wears a white lab coat. Consequently, the, the, the fact that the assertion that the lady is a lab technician transfers over to real life, but it doesn't necessarily because there's a, just because there's a point of contact between the story and, and, our, and our perceptions and our empirical observations doesn't mean that all of the assumptions that we draw from the, uh, the story are correct. You understand? Uh, it, just like uh, where somebody's writing a, a biography of somebody and they, there's points of contact, right? The person goes to check. When was this person born? What did they, what did, they do? But if somebody then extrapolates from that to further consequences, it's not a guarantee that that actually was the case. So it's the same thing. Uh, there, there's a, a, even the question of what it means to observe anything, even the question of what it means to measure something. These are deep philosophical questions that have not at all been adequately considered. But let's just grant, let's just entertain, humor ourselves and say that uh, there's a, a roughly approximate world image. Again, that's such a, it's an extreme stretch to, to suppose that. But let's just say... And then all of the calculations, all of the, the progress that's done off of that world image. As we said, right, we don't want to be, be too repetitive, but basically the point is that we do not have, that there is absolutely, uh, no, we want to be cautious with how we say, that, that we have very, uh, a great deal of counterweight to the arrogance and to the, to the false pride of, uh, of modern day physicists who think that they have some kind of iron hold grip uh, on reality and that they're qualified to make statements even about the nature of, uh, uh, um, you know, a, a piece of a speck of dust, never mind about meaning or purpose or the lack thereof or, or anything like that. It's, it's, uh, absurd. So we want to kind of uh, approach it then from a, a more, uh, <coughs> excuse me, comprehensive, uh, perspective, excuse me. Which is not to say, right, also we have to, ah, this, this could be one thing. So the counter is uh, 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 the kind of, um, the, the, the contemporary view has, has been tremendously successful. In, meaning uh, in empirically, right, like we have airplanes, we have uh, quantum computers, we have um, te- amazing, incredible technology. We're able to send people to the moon using mathematics, uh, send spaceships, rockets, all this kind of stuff. So what would we say to that? So one thing, the, the most the obvious thing, is that there's a difference between arts and crafts and, uh, and, and uh, theory and uh, speculation. So we're certainly able, uh, able to figure out how to uh, um, c- kind of manipulate the, the contents of our experience to our satisfaction. And this could have, was done thousands of years ago, building the pyramids, building bridges, excuse me, building aqueducts. Uh, and it's, it continues to be done on a higher level. Uh, but we wouldn't say there's a qualitative difference between building 
a pyramid or building an aqueduct than anything that, that we build today. It's incredibly much more complex, obviously, and nobody quite knows how certainly some of these computers work, or even on any deep level, nobody knows how a, a cell phone works. Nobody knows how a, anything works. We would have to know uh, how the whole universe works to know how a, a simple calculator works. But nonetheless, it's the same idea. We know what to do in order to get uh, the results, but that's a far cry from having any kind of a conceptual explanation. But as to the power of math, uh, also, people are sometimes surprised. How is it that we're able to, to, to represent things so accurately with math? So maybe a way to think about it is that uh, we're the ones making the divisions. Right? And that's why it works so well. So for example, let's say somebody wants to finish a 300-page book in 30 days. So he or she, what does he or she do? Wants, wants to know how many pages do I need to read each day to finish so I don't have to cram at the end. So I take uh, the number 300 and I divide it by 30 and I get 10. So then for 30 days, I read 10 pages a day and voila, at the end of that 30 days, I've read all 300 pages. So it's a mystery, right? How did math, how was mathematics able to predict something in 30 days and have such an accurate reflection on reality? Maybe numbers are some mysterious, maybe they're part of the the fabric of uh, the cosmos, who knows, right? But uh, if we look closely at what's going on, we might uh, gain some insight. So uh, the, the book, uh, something such as a book is entirely a concept of ours. We, uh, something such as a page is a demarcation of our choice. We can do a page that consists out of one line or, or uh, 20 lines. We can consider the front and the back of a single leaf as a page. Uh, the, the publisher had to decide where to make the pages and the size of the pages. We have to decide, again, what we count as a page, which typically in the normal book, yeah, it's like it's the leaf, but we don't have to. We can consider one page to, to be uh, one and a half uh, uh, of these leaves, what, whatever we want to do. We can consider the whole book to be one page, one manuscript, tear out all of the pages, glue them all together and have one page physically as well. What about the time? What are 30 days? If we take away clocks and we take away calendars and we take away light and we take away any other motions that we might pay attention to, such as the flow of water in a, in a particular device, good luck trying to Parse up time as we've been parsing time. Oh, here's a, a, a day. What, what, what does that mean? Maybe we, we'll just know. I fall asleep, I wake up. That's about it. So consequently, the concept of 30 days is entirely uh, of our choosing, uh, meaning it's, a, it's we're the ones making these divisions. It's in reference to su- some perceptual content, generally in most parts of the world, to light and dark, not, not in all parts of the world. Sometimes the sun doesn't go down in some parts of the world. Mean reference to our energy levels that around that after what we call 24 hours to 30, 35 hours, we begin to get sleepy. But the, so what? That those are th- we're we're taking those as uh, as as hints here. They're, they're helpful, but we're still making the division. So basically, we cut up the time, we cut up the book, and then uh, the each uh, number. What does a, a number then re- represent? We would say that one it indicates the abstracted notion of a variation, meaning it's anything that's different from anything else we refer to. With a number. One is one variation. Two is a variation and a variation. Three, variation, variation, variation. Each variation can be synthetically linked up to any particular variation. Meaning, it, first we have the abstracted notion of variation. Just that something is different from something else. Doesn't matter what it is. But then we can say that something is a car. One car differs from another car. That something is an idea. This idea differs from that one. This person differs from that one. Red differs from blue. Blue differs from yellow. Uh, one uh, Monday differs from Tuesday, right? So we can synthetically connect then uh, particular variations to the abstracted notion of the variation, which is connected or which is by by uh, which is represented to us by numbers. So we have the book. We've uh, created thirty 
it, divisions. No, no, no. What are we talking about? The book had 300. Wait, there's 300 divisions that we created as it concerns the book. Then time we took, what did we say? 30? All right. 30 divisions, uh, by the way, of time. And then, meaning variations. And then we saw how many variations uh, uh, have to fit in on each uh, of the book, have to fit in on each variation concerning the time in order for uh, each variation to be, um, uh, concerning the book, to be taken up used up by the end of the time. And then we connected back, right? So by that, that's represented symbolically by 300, uh, but by the pages and 30, right? Yeah, for, for the days, 300 divided by 30, 10. Then we connect those variations back. The 10 represents variation, 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 variation. We got that right. Uh, we just don't use 10. And the definition represents all those variations. Then they're synthetically connected back to the pages, right? meaning page, 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 etc. And uh, and then the day we we understand that say when the alarm clock rings or by the calendar uh, March uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, and so forth and so on. And then we consequently read the ten pages on each day. And of course it, it it works great. So this is what we're able to do then on a high level. This is why we're able to launch spaceships and do uh, all kinds of amazing things. Engineering. We're the ones creating the divisions. We're the ones representing the divisions. Uh, by the numbers, right? Scientists are extremely surprised to to, to see uh, the the amazing. Uh, actually, no, we don't get into that. But um, <laughs> uh, basically, we're the ones doing it. But it takes a little bit of humility to suppose that all well, of math can be one big tautology. That it's not that uh, we're not discovering. Well, it depends how we define discovery. But it's not that uh, any kind of real profound conceptual thought. It's just uh, re- reconfiguring things. Nobody wants to think that. Even great mathematicians such as. Uh, point care henry point care who exactly considered that and said oh maybe mathematics is just a, a tautology said ah nah not really no there, there's an out here right but we would say probably that that's the way to think about it it's it's one big tautology we're creating the splits in time and space and, and playing around with this and consequently we have because the definitions are so tight they're so waterproof everybody agrees on them we've been able to work together using the language of mathematics and uh, recreate the physical world in its entirety. Again, we don't want to invite too much. Some would say there's built-in logic, there's built-in uh, kind of things, but th- this is, a, uh, would say it's a reasonable general uh, uh, view uh, of math, which is, again, to, to simply uh, bring us back to the real thought and not to say, oh, the real secret is, uh, is mathematics. Yeah, we don't know, need to know anything else. The real secret is physics. The real secret is mathematics. No, it's, it's probably not. So anyhow, we've uh, using uh, math, we've been able to recreate the physical world for sure, but uh, it still hasn't given us any conceptual insights on on the nature of anything at all. And as to the nature of the, the any postulated thing in itself, it's something that is in its own self. So anyhow, we, that's all basically an introduction. To, so we can try to offer at least a, a, a hopefully semi-fresh couple of ideas here. Uh, so let's take a, let's take an object. And, and see how we can really break it down. Let's take um, let's take uh, a, let's take a water bottle. All right. So let's let's try to using. Of course, if we want to to, to simply stick to a a particular narrow system, we're only going to say I can only use math to describe the water bottle. I can only dis- use the laws of physics to describe a water bottle. But if we say I just want to really understand what the water bottle is. I've, I have no preference as to what system I use. I'm going to consider anything and everything. Then that's really how we can uh, try to get it done. So here, the first thing is, is language. We communicate in language. We say uh, to, to bring uh, the notion of a water bottle to mind, we have to say it or write it or sign, sign it, sign language or braille 
or emoji or picture. We have to represent it somehow or physically bring it. But right now we, do, we, we can't do that through uh, this uh, medium of communication. So we have to say something. We say water bottle. So it's a word, right? Water bottle. It's just the sound. If we say it to somebody, in this case, who doesn't speak English, they have no clue what in the world we said. We might have said as well. I've said it. Uh, doesn't matter. So it, it, the, the word then is functioning as a sign. What is it functioning as a sign for? What is it a symbol for? What idea does it bring to our mind? So uh, to describe it, we would say that it's some kind of con- convenient uh, um, container that we're able to carry around with us that contains either water or some kind of other beverage that we can drink. Uh, and uh, so now we examine that notion. What is that notion consistent? So first of all, we have to uh, have the capacity to, uh, no, so we'll put it like this. So, so the say is what enables that definition is a, is a desire for water uh, or, or some kind of uh, uh, drink, some kind of beverage. If we had no mouth and we had no need ever for any kind of beverage at all, we would never ever be able to come up with the notion of a water bottle. Well, we have to classify that because we could still we could define it as something to carry around the substance that we don't use, but then it wouldn't be the way we currently define it. So basically, yeah, for our definition, it seems safe to say we absolutely have to have the utility of drinking water. So that's the kind of the, the salient string. That's really the the kernel of the water bottle. What we well, actually want to get to that. What we're what we're gonna call it. that. That's the kernel there. Let's let's put it like that. That's the kernel. Uh, that's the real pure kind of concept here that, that there's something that I, I I can use in order to fulfill my uh, need for for uh, for water or for another beverage uh, to quench my thirst uh, uh, conveniently on the go, which is another utility convenience. All right, so now, but that's not enough in itself. That's not a water bottle. So what else do we need for the water bottle? Well, we need some kind of perceptual content, meaning something to do with our what we call our sense sensations, and uh, it, it, so then we can examine that. So is sight enough? Let's take somebody that has all the senses intact. Not everybody does, but let's just say, for example, is sight enough? It would seem, yes, we see a water bottle. That's a water bottle. But uh, it, what can kind of give it away here is that we can go, say, to a modern art museum and we can see there a display. Uh, and it's a water bottle and it says, touch me. So we touch the water bottle or we think it's the water bottle. Our hand goes right through. Why? It's a hologram. This speaker had, had that experience once as uh not a water bottle, but uh, some other object, 100 million percent realistic, no way to at all, no matter how close you look to, to say it's, it's, not, it's not a quote-unquote real object, you reach out, nothing. All right, so uh, th- that's possible to do. So what does that tell us? It tells us that the actual sight content is not what we mean by water bottle. Well, it's not anyways, because it's the, the, the concept of, uh, of the utility, but it's not the sole thing that we need. If we have the the, that kernel and just the sight, like a hologram, that's not a water bottle. So what else do we need? We need touch sensations. We need what we call mass and impenetrability. But these concepts, we can represent them mathematically, all kinds of things. But experientially, we would say it has to do with the fact that our hand or other uh, body part cannot pass through. It, 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 when we squeeze, our hand doesn't close. And when we try to uh, pass through a, a, a given uh, space, our hand stops. So that's what we need as it concerns the water bottle. We need the sight, again, for a person that has all the senses intact. And we need the touch sensations. Uh, and uh, inside also the technicalities, that it has to be an empty space. It can't be a filled uh, kind of thing, but it has to be some kind of tube. It has to be some kind of a, a four-walled, correct? Right, because if one, uh, well, I guess the, the, the top could be off. But generally speaking, for the convenience sake, it has to be something uh, that uh, is surrounded uh, uh, on all sides. 
Uh, so once we have that, we have the relevant touch sensations and we have the relevant sight sensations, which again, right, visually impaired is not necessary, but we have the, uh, let's say, right, the, the, visual, the, the sight sensations. And we have the kernel. We have what we mean by water bottle. So now we can ask uh, and recall, right, so, so the, the, the naive view, no, it's just there. We, we need all of these elements. If a person has never heard of, a, never seen a water bottle, they're shown what, what's called a water bottle. They're not going to just think water bottle. They're going to maybe say something. They're going to see a color. They're going to be able to, to uh, see the impenetrability, but then they have to figure out a function and they have to use it like that and, and deduce it that, that this is a, uh, has this utility and only then that concept can form in their mind. Well, we, we can call a cluster using our, our own terminology. It's a cluster. It's a combination of a number of different attributes and aspects and understandings and definition. Into that cluster comes past experience, comes uh, all the times we've used the water bottle, all that kind of stuff. Excuse me. Maybe our associations, right? The hot day, thirst, exercise. Uh, so now we can ask, what is the, the water bottle in its own self? So the view that, uh, by the way, of the, the Prussian thinker would be that, yeah, we have the, the uh, we deal with this appearance, but there's a, an in itself to the water bottle, which is other than the mere appearance. There's something that the water bottle really truly is other than any of that. But we would say that the, the term water bottle refers strictly to the utility, right? And uh, that that's what a water bottle is in combination with some touch sensations, and for some people, some sight sensations. So we would say, what does it mean to say that of a water bottle, there's some kind of in itself that is other than what is directly experienced? What does that mean? <laughs> we understand? That is what a water, a water bottle is. It, 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 it intrinsically has to do with our definition. All right? So if we try to toss that away and say, no, really, it's some kind of atoms, I actually want to get to that, but it, it, then it's, it's not a water bottle. So it'd say that's what's in itself. So it has to do, the in itself then has to do with a, a desire of ours to have some kind of utility or the desire of somebody else. And that the sight sensations and the touch sensations, we might characterize as the visibility of uh, the, those desires, of those utilities. It's how they look like in sense perception, which includes dreams. We can't have a real water bottle in a dream. Right, that we would later when we wake up, we would say, yeah, we dreamt it up. But in the dream, it's, it's serving the, the function of a real water bottle. We can have a real water bottle if we're hallucinating, you know, if we don't have the water in the water bottle and we're in a desert, we can have what we uh, hallucinate a, a real water bottle. And in as much as uh, it, 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 there's a sight, there is a sight as in as much as we're thinking of the utility we are, if we can touch it, if that hallucination is not real, well, then we can touch it. And if we can drink it, well, then we can. Well, then it wouldn't be a hallucination, right? If it actually contributes to our survival, well, so it's, it's contradictory, right? But we're just that, that, to make the point um, that uh, this the, 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 it can come across in, in various uh, different ways, and we wouldn't uh, always necessarily subtract reality of it. We would say we can take a picture of the water bottle, which means that it just conveys the sight sensations, the sight surface, if we want to put it that way, of the cluster of the whole thing. Uh, because we can't touch the picture or we can't we can touch the screen but not the picture we can't drink from it it can't help quench our thirst so we can do that and then we would say it's of the water bottle instead of uh, instead of a water bottle in its own self we can draw it so we would also say it's a drawing of a water bottle all right but it's because of those utilities notice if we take a picture of a word such as hello we don't say we can say i took a picture of the word in connection with uh, the the prior associated uh kind of incidents had with the word, right? Meaning hello was graffitied on a wall. We say, see, I took a picture of the, the, the hello, but then we took a picture of uh, the graffiti on the wall. The hello is a, is a word, right? Is the, the marks that bring that, 
notion of a, of a grading the mind. So consequently, we can take a picture of a picture of a picture of a picture of the uh, of those marks, and it would just it would equally be hello. It wouldn't be accurate to say that's a pi- that's a picture of hello as it concerns the sense. Again, as it concerns the the form, is it graffitied? Is it in the sand? But as it concerns the actual sense, so we see the reason we say I took a picture of the water bottle is because there's attributes that the picture does not convey. Uh, namely, again, the touch sensations and the, and the water and all of that. So anyhow, we would say that in itself here makes sense to say is uh, the desire. But here, maybe the proponents of the kind of uh, the 17th century uh, views will come along and say, yeah, yeah, but that's a level of uh, analysis. The real reality, uh, the the real truth of the matter is that this is composed out of the water bottle is composed out of uh, yada, yada, right? Whatever we don't want to put words in, in people's mouth, subatomic particles, which are really this and which are really that, and ultimately the quantum, the shmantum, yada, yada, right? So here we have to use again a, a little bit of real thought, and we would say once again that a water bottle is a term, and it refers to specifically and and, and strictly our utility. That again is the, is in, had in connection with a couple of attributes. So we cannot say by any stretch of the imagination that a water bottle is really anything else other than what it is. No, no way at all, all right? So it wouldn't be a water bottle, but okay, fine. The, the, the person might concede and say, okay, okay. So it's not that a water bottle is made up out of the, the atoms and all the, the subatomic uh, little thingies. It's not that. But uh, let's say that the material of the water bottle is made up out of uh, the, the atoms, right? What is the water bottle made up, made up out of? Plastic, let's say. So the plastic is made up out of the, all, all that kind of stuff. And all of that 17th century thought applies to the plastic. So here, and not only 17th century, by the way, Adams, you have to go all the way back to Democritus, Epicurus, to uh, Delta, and all kinds of people. And uh, Delta is more closer to the 17th century than that. But anyways, um, uh, so, so, so the plastic really is. So now we, we would have to go through the whole operation once again. Plastic is a term, right? It seems like, what, what does linguistics have to do? But everything has to do with everything. We have to pay attention to the whole picture. Plastic is a term, and it refers also to a particular utility, to a particular desire of ours that is had in connection with touch sensations, which the touch sensations also, we say it's a touch sensations of impenetrability, of hardness, that is not clear what it means. It's not clear what source that we have for the quality that we call hardness and impenetrability other than what we call our touch sensations. Uh, So if we get rid of our touch sensations, we don't know how to uh, best characterize what we previously characterized only with the help of uh, touch sensations. So consequently, uh, right. So yeah. So so that the same the same thing basically what applies to the water bottle applies to the plastic. And there's no way to say that the plastic really is made up out of atoms. And really, there's a, a thing in itself that's uh, mechanical and strictly again not that pencil we define terms, but uh, in the 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 spirit of the the kind of uh, contemporary uh, exponents of uh, of uh, this, this kind of uh, primitive thought. No offense, seventeenth <laughs> century thought. Um. So and so then a person would say, okay, but uh, okay, the plastic isn't made out of atoms. Fine. So, but what about what's the plastic made out of? Here's the chemical equation. It's made up out of elements, right? So then we'd have to go through the whole operation again concerning that and any and every. Uh, to make a long story short, however much we break it down, right? We say, okay, but the elements are made out of this. It's going to be the same operation, right? So what does this show us? We don't want to spell things out too much because we don't want to. Uh, you know, we want to be extremely cautious, obviously, and, and uh, th- these are delicate uh, 
matters. So we don't want to spell things out completely. But uh, we would say that epistemologically speaking, there is no sharp line or division to be had as it concerns the content of our experience. And uh, we cannot say that uh, really our experience is a, is a fraud. It's a, it's phony, right? We we think we see the colors. We think we see a water bottle, uh, you know. And uh, but really, the real reality is that this. Uh, world of, of equations and atoms and and, uh, and uh, math and, and all this kind of stuff. We're all deceived, right? The, really, the, uh, we think we see a person, right? Again, some of these uh, physicists uh, say not to pick out anybody, but just uh, as a matter of fact, right? Uh, yeah, you think you see your, your wife or your husband or your child, but really, they're a bunch of atoms, uh, right? Uh, really, I know at the end of the day, yeah, I can have some fun, but really, I, my, I'm, I'm all, only a bunch of atoms, and uh, the, uni- the universe, it's all a bunch of little dots, which doesn't care about me. Uh, and so I know there's really no meaning, yada, yada, right? So we, we say that uh, we can't say that at all, right? And, uh, uh, or we can, but we would, we would be extremely, we would be just as, as primitive and just as thoughtless as uh, uh, the, the, whoever said that uh, with Zeus, with the lightning bolts and, and anything and everything like that. So anyhow, um, we would say that uh, a way to, to then think about it, the thing in itself would appear to be our, our desires and, and our utilities and that uh, they're realized they can attain visibility by manipulating the contents of experience and of uh, sensation. But for example, we, want, we think of the utility airplane. I want to fly. So then that's the kernel of the future airplane cluster, the future airplane concept. Right? So then we have to, to shop around and see what's in the content of our experience that could facilitate this utility for us. Maybe we can try trees. No, that doesn't work too good, right? Making, trying to like uh, flap the tree <laughs> What now? Maybe I try flapping the flowers or flapping my hands. Doesn't work. Maybe I could uh, try uh, uh, taking uh, the, the metal from the ground and the aluminum and maybe that work. And again, remember that the metal is defined in the same way and so is the aluminum and and all this kind of stuff, and maybe then I'm going to experiment, right, brothers, right, uh, they try to get it right, and, uh, and try to get something off the ground, but it doesn't mean that really then the airplane is something that we don't know about, that it's a mysterious, it's, it has nothing to do with our experiences, or our sensations, and, and so forth, and so on, so anyhow, we, again, we don't want to go too far, we don't want to uh, jump here uh, ahead, but uh, all that, that really is, uh, the, the point now is that uh, we should uh, rethink we should begin to, to rethink, uh, you know, th- there's, uh, there's paradigms that uh, kind of come around and give us uh, ways of thinking of the world. The mechanical worldview has been extremely uh, successful and helpful uh, from an arts and crafts perspective. But now uh, that, uh, you know, it, it's venturing into the, the true thought, the conceptual philosophical realms and giving us uh, vital information purportedly about life and its meaning or lack thereof and Excuse me, and the the real kind of reality, and uh, you know, the, if you want to know the real reality, go to a physicist. Uh, no offense, you know, all that that kind of stuff. Now, now that that's going on, the usual kind of corruption of of uh, of any kind of uh, clean thought, we we that would be a good time to to take another look and see what we can come up with, taking into consideration uh, the 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 kind of as much. Uh, real uh, thought uh, as we can, starting with the, the very bare minimum, some of the things we mentioned. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.